Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. Thanks for joining us this week on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, filling in again this week for Andrew Duncan, who's usually here with us. I'm here with Josh Goodwin from Goodwood Mortgage Group. How are you doing, Josh? I am doing wonderful. Awesome. Lots of real estate news this week, as with every week. It always seems that um, this time of year especially, there's a lot of real estate news, but this year in particular, especially with a lot of different numbers coming out this week as far as uh, the economy always changes what's going on with rates. And the CPI numbers came out this week, Josh and I were talking about, and that was actually probably... I would say as far as the numbers go, it was probably about the best news besides inflation actually falling, which wasn't going to happen, but it was about the best news that we could hope for. Josh, what were your, what, what are your opinions on that? You're probably more dialed into that than I am. Um, as far as my opinion, yes, it was great news for the <laughs> fact that it wasn't worse than what their forecast was. Um, it was right on the mark for the majority. Um, let me pull these up. So yeah, cool. I know that last year they said that um, I think it was only 0.1% off. Uh, it came in 0.1% lower than what they were expecting, which was actually good news. I know that the, the media tried to spin it about as best as they could, but um, I know it came in slightly lower than what they were expecting. What, last time? Yeah. 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 Um, I think it was uh, it was still up year over year. Oh, you're talking about this one. Yeah. Yeah. So the, like, for example, I've got a list of them here. The core month over month CPI was 0.4 versus 0.4 forecast. So that was right on the money. Yep. And that came in previous at 0.5. So it went down, went down by 0.1. Um, then core year over year CPI 5.6 versus the forecast of 5.6. So that was right on the money. And the previous was 5.5. Um then we have month over month CPI, not core CPI, and that was a 0.1 versus 0.2 forecast. The previous was 0.4, so the forecast was 0.2. We came in at 0.1, which is good. And then year over year CPI 5.0 versus 5.2 forecast. Previous was 5.5, so the year over year is looking good. What's going to be the real determining factor in May um, when they release reports then? So there's a lot of speculation that rates based on what comes out in May may push lower. But based on this, the bond market rallied. They love this news. Um, rates haven't really changed too much. They're still hanging around six and a half range for conventional loans for uh, you know, a 740 credit buyer. So by any means, rates are not bad right now. Right. And this is good news. I mean, we're trending in the right direction. And then watch the next one come. <laughs> it's so much worse. But I mean, based on this, I'm very excited to see this. This is good news for our home buyers and mm -hmm. home sellers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think at the peak a couple months ago, rates—I mean, rates were over seven at one point, right? Yeah, they were almost touching eight percent at one point. Insane. I yeah. mean, not technically not historically insane, but insane compared to the fact that we had you know two point whatever we had at you know a couple years ago, which that was kind of insane, but um. But yeah, I mean, I'm not super familiar with, uh, of course, I'm familiar with financials to an extent, but I'm not sure, you know, how the bond market affects rates and, and this, that, and the other. But I generally, that definitely affects rates, the bond market. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, rates are tied to the bond market. So, you know, everything has a correlation on it. You know, the stock market and the bond market are inverse. 
Um, so what's good for one might not be good for the other. Mm. But when it when it comes to rates, we we heavily watch the the ten year Treasury and we watch the thirty year fixed MBS um, or the thirty year MBS, excuse me. And I mean, I'm looking at them daily. I used to look at those I'm year, sure. <laughs> years ago. It was, I mean, let me look at it for fun. Mm-hmm. Now I have to look at it daily to stay on top of this for our clients to give them, you know, so for before, let me just go on a tangent quickly. When we go to lock a client's rate in once they go under contract, before in a normal market, you didn't have to lock right away. You always should. I recommend it. If the rate's there, lock it. Um, but, you know, now it's me telling clients like, hey, CPI data is going to be released in mm-hmm. a day, right? For the people that I, you know, had to lock in the beginning of the week. Um, what would you like to do? So it could go good or bad. We can lock now. We can take that risk. If rates get significantly better, we can lower them down a fraction, which is what a float down method is. Or we can try our luck and you can get that really low rate if they do drop. What do you want to do? Here's what <laughs> I recommend. You tell me Let's what you want. Let's go over to the slot machines at the Hard Rock yeah. and just <laughs> pull. But I mean, that <clears throat> that speaks to how volatile the markets have been comparative to a normal market. A normal market is pretty flat. Right. Right. I mean, this is when I say we're looking at this daily, um, you know, one of my business partners will have conversations about this in the morning before rates come out and, you know, what's your strategy today? Okay. This is what we're looking at for our clients. You know, we've got this many pending locks. Um, and we, we do a good job of educating it to the clients too, which a, a lot of people don't get in this industry. Um, you know, and by trade, I'm, I'm a finance background. So, I take these things very seriously and I, I like my clients to be educated on them. I want them to have a good understanding, you know, and they may be a teacher, not a finance right. you know, um, expert. And I'm far from an expert and let's put that out there, but I want them to have a good understanding that they can have a, a, a knowledgeable conversation with their family and friends to give people the right information because there's so much bad info out there. You know, you'll find articles that say rates are 5.9%. I mean, let me know what company that is. I need to work right. there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what also makes this different than what's been normal is, you know, when you're talking about such large numbers. So, you know, back five years ago, six years ago, I mean, $200,000 was the average sale price of a home. You know, yeah. now we're looking at average locally is about 360, 370. Yeah, which I mean, means we're seeing 700s and 600s way more often. Right. So you're talking that these swings, these small swings in the mortgage rate make a huge difference when you're talking about lending that amount of money. So, you know, I think that also adds to the pressure of having to constantly know what's going on with the volatile market because you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars worth of difference. Yes. Yeah. Over the life of this loan. Of course. And with upfront costs, you know, if a client wants to purchase a lower rate and, you know, that term points, they want to buy down points. You have to work with people that know what they're doing on it because you can, you can waste money and, or you can miss an opportunity, which Mm -hmm. in my personal opinion is just as bad. Right. In this market. Yeah. Um, And, you know, that's why I think, especially when you talk about um, buying down rates and everything like that, I think that's why you really have to know what you're doing and as far as like you need to know you know who you're working with that they know what they're doing you need to have trust in them and they need to also give you all the options because you don't want somebody that's going to you know 
not know all the options. You're going to want somebody that knows what they're doing, that can point you in the right direction, or maybe can advise you, hey, you know, it's going to be your choice, but this is what I advise you to do. This is the direction I advise you to go. And what I also think is really important is that, you know, you need to work with somebody who's super familiar with what's going on, because if you're a buyer and you've been pre-qualified for a property based on the rate today, and you go under contract for a property two weeks from now, three weeks from now, you need to know has your buying power changed for the bad or the good. I mean, yeah. you know, you might think, oh man, there's nothing out there for me to see. You know, I'm qualified up to 400. I don't like any of these homes. Well, what if rates change and now you can go up to 425? I Correct. mean, that's a huge difference. I would tell you in the quality of the homes that you're looking at and you might find something you really like at that price or now all of a sudden are you 375? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, and, and that's, and that's a really great point. I want to touch on that, you know, in, in the lucky case that rates go down, like rates went down a month ago into the fives again, like mid fives, high fives. And it was a great window. So, and that only lasted about a week and a half, two weeks. So the, as it works on both ends, you know, you can lower your purchase price, but you can increase it. So let's just say we have someone at, 400 but really they wanted 450 well those rates drop if your lender's not doing a good enough job staying on top of the market like we we reach out to our clients that are pre-approved every other week just to see how the search is going and update them on what is going on in their file so if i called you and i was like hey um rates just dropped half a point i can get you 450 but we need to act now let's call your realtor let's let them know you have an opportunity right now and let's lock that in and get you under contract because that opportunity might pass you by. Right. Yeah. And when you talk about that, they need to be under contract with the property in Correct. order to lock that. In so, order to lock the rate, they have to be under contract. Yeah. I think that that, I think a lot of people don't know that. I think that they think once they're pre-approved, they're ready to go. This is their rate. They have to be under contract, which is why it's really important that you work really closely with a realtor and with a lender. They really need to have a good relationship. Um, you want them to be able to talk to each other and know what's going on with the market on both ways. So we'd love to point you in that direction. We'd love to work with you. Give us a call at our office. 813-359-8990 is our office number. You can chat with one of our buyer agents there. They can point you in the right direction over to Josh. Josh, how do they get in touch with your team? Um, they can reach out to our direct number, which is 813-230-5982 and confirmed. Our confirmed. website is goodwinmg, as in mortgagegroup.com. So goodwinmg.com. Right, I'm going to remember that now. I will not <laughs> let you forget. If you I'm going to remember last that week, now. Right? <laughs> So give us a call. We'd love to help you. And if you're just want to get excited about what's out there, you can go to our website, DuncanDuo.com. You can search the entire MLS there. It's a live feed from the MLS, so there's no delay. Everything that's going on in the MLS goes over there right away. You can look at properties there. You can actually get um, any questions answered there that you want from one of our agents, and they can help you out there as well. Again, DuncanDuo.com. And we'll be back right after this quick break. And we're back on this Sunday, Tampa Bay. Thanks for joining us this week, talking real estate news. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo. Here with Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group. Goodwin 
MC MG MG <laughs> GoodwinMG.com. Uh, we were talking on the break about just some different real estate news that's going on. There's been kind of a lot of stuff going on online. Um, as with any news, there is news online that isn't real. I know that is shocking to everybody out there, but there's a lot of um, news that um, I think people are just there. They want stuff to be cheaper and they want options out there. And there's been some stuff going on this week about a product, <laughs> the FHA 40 year mortgage instead of a 30 year mortgage. Yeah. That's uh, was a headline with amazing response for a product amazing that doesn't response. exist for people to no, purchase homes with. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Tell me it isn't so. It isn't so. So for those of you out there that are listening, I mean, we all know that with rates higher, a 40-year term, an additional 10 years on a 30-year would help compensate for those higher rates. And tr- truth be told, when I heard about it, I was like, this can't be possible. And if it is, this is going to be incredible. This is going to be, you know, <laughs> The just the, the the golden arrow for this current market condition. Um, so so what this came out with an FHA loan, predominantly a first time home buyer loan. A lot of people started to talk that there was a forty year amortization coming out, and it was going to be the best thing for the industry. So the the truth of it is, well, let's start with the fiction. The fiction is, when you go to apply for a mortgage, you can purchase a home with an FHA loan, and you can choose between a fifteen, thirty, forty year mortgage right? And I believe they do 20 years as well. So everybody clearly would be doing a 40-year mortgage. In fact, I even saw some real estate companies were posting videos about how, actually, I was told this and they told me they watched a video and they were excited about it, how look how much more buying power you have as a consumer. And that's that's bad. (laughs) So it comes again down to uh, just that little fact of making sure the information is accurate. So the, the, the fact of this product... So for those that were caught up in a bad way during COVID and had to forego payments for six months a year, right? So what they would do is they would tack those payments onto the back of the mortgage, or you could pay them all. And if you needed to do that program, I'm going to venture to say you don't have the money to just pay that lump sum off. Right. So they gave you the option to tack it onto the back of the mortgage, keeping that same 30-year term. So now what FHA is doing to give those people a little reprieve and to keep the payments back down to really what they were when they originated the loan, they are extending that note to 40 years. That I is see. what that is for. So anybody that had a forbearance and has an FHA loan, you can inquire with your servicing lender to put you into a 40-year mortgage. So it's not a refinance option. It is not for everybody. You know, you could not just go buy that yourself or refinance into that. It is if you had COVID forbearance you can inquire about a 40-year FHA. So for anybody that had any tough times during COVID and has an FHA loan, I suggest you reach out to your servicer and get some more information on that because that is rolling out soon, I believe. Yeah, and your servicer is the key word there. You know, don't Correct. just call a lender to do a refinance because it's it's not a refinance, apparently. It's speak to it's your like servicer. It's like an internal refinance within, within that company, but with the same company that you make your payments to. So I'll ask you a question you might not know, but is this always granted if you request it with an FHA or is this something that is uh, the servicer has to decide or do you know any info on that? Because I know this is new. Judging based on everything I know about the mortgage industry, right. 
There will definitely be caveats. Yeah. So I was going to say, they're not going to call you and just ask you if you want to do a 40-year mortgage. No, they're like, hey, we actually have it done for you before you even asked. Right. Um, Chances of that are likely not. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, number one, I I think it's actually a fantastic idea in theory. I think that, man, when you think of um, how complicated, you know, a lender or who the government, whoever makes that decision could make it. Mm-hmm. Um, this sounds much easier than that. And this sounds like the most like, Oh yeah, let's just do this. That would be easy. Um, which leads me to believe it probably isn't that easy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think that's a great idea and a great option for somebody because I know that a lot of people were really worried in the, uh, in the pandemic and when they had all that forbearance, Oh, is this going to be like the housing market? crash in 0506 and there was going to be all these programs that could help out home buyers that weren't able to pay their mortgage and then you know were they going to just require it in a lump sum and then they were, if you couldn't do it they were going to foreclose on you or make you do a short sale or whatever and I definitely know that that has not happened um hopefully this program is as easy as it sounds because I think of all the things they could do this is probably the easiest but if you do need this I would suggest you call your servicer, you talk to them about it, maybe even give it a little more time because this, I know I saw this news this week. So I know that, you know, if I'm just working at a servicer and and whatever, and I'm not super familiar with everything that's going on, they might not even know all the details of it yet. So I think if you give it a little more time, then you can call, then you can work it out um, and, and see what's out there. So that would be my best advice to you. Um, so if you have any questions about that and want us to be able to point you in the right direction, we can always do that. We can explain to you who your servicer is. It's definitely who you're paying your mortgage to, but it's not usually your original lender. A lot of times that mortgage is already sold on the second secondary market. So I would say don't call your lender, call your servicer, but give us a call. We'd love to help you out. 813-359-8990. Give us a call. We can point you to the right direction or at least talk to you about some of your different options. And even if you're, aren't, you still aren't able to make your payments, um, we can talk to you about some different options there. You know, we do buy homes cash. We can help you get that home on the market, get it sold, walk you through some different options. We, we, um, you know, we work with different companies that can help you out there as well. Give us a call 813-359-8990. And we'll be back right after this break here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. And we're back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. I'm Robert Johnson, president of the Duncan Duo, here with Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group. Judging by the news that's out there on these 40-year mortgages that we decided are not true, (laughs) they're definitely not true, I think that there's a lot of need out there and there's a lot of want out there about, um, you know, people want to get into homes. They don't want to rent forever. It's still, again, the number one... um, you know, the number one wish that people want, you know, when they're talking about their future, they want to own real estate. I mean, that is number one. And it went years and people didn't want to own real estate. And there was all this news. Oh, you know, millennials, they'll never want to own real estate again. There'll be a generation of renters. Now they're the number one home buying group out there. So that wasn't true. Oh, people never want to live in the suburbs again. That's not true. Figured out that that wasn't true. So I think people out there, they just want options in order for them to be able to purchase a property. They want different options out there. They're they're wanting to get into a home. And the state of Florida recently has made it 
easier for people to get some assistance in doing that. And can you explain that a little bit, Josh, just some different programs out there yeah. that, that people can use in order to get into a property? So there's various, I mean, and, and let's talk about first time home buyers for a second, okay. right? So that's, you know, the ones that are wanting to get out of renting and get into a home for the first time. There's various down payment assistance programs that are available, but they come with caveats. Um, well, I also want to mention something about down payment. If we're talking about first time home yeah. buyers, 20% is not needed. <laughs> the huge <laughs> myth out there. I saw that again this week about 20% down payment. How am I ever going to save for that? No. No, yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that on the phone from people. It's a huge myth. Yeah, huge, huge myth. myth. And we've, I, I've actually talked about this before on the show. You know, I know nobody wants to pay, you know, PMI. I get it. I know nobody wants to pay that because they feel like it's throwing that money away. But when you're talking about uh, having PMI or not having PMI, and you're talking about how much that's costing you every month, they're actually giving you that. 20% down for a very cheap amount for that PMI insurance. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, that's definitely just talk, talk through these financials with your agent or with your lender, because sometimes, I mean, I've bought homes where I've, I could have put 20% down, but I definitely decided not to because I wanted those funds and the P PMI was much cheaper. Well, yeah. And sometimes the PMI, I mean, for conventional loans, for, for example, PMI is heavily weighted on your credit score. Yep. So you could have a half a million dollar loan, someone has a 680, someone has a 740. The 680 PMI is 380 a month. The 740 is 120. Oh, wow. So it's, awesome. a, it's a big difference. Um, well, uh, so, we just had people come in the room, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Took me off my train of thought. So back to, um, and that was a great point that you brought up, but back to the first time homebuyer programs, there are a few a lot of them have really strict income caps, you know, median income of say 50 to 60,000. But there was one in particular that was just refunded. Another 100 million was added to the fund, and that is the Hometown Heroes loan. So for those of you that don't know this one, you know, definitely take my number down and give me a call. We can discuss it. My office will review it with you. So that program was for mainly it was for Florida first responders, teachers, there's a list of like a hundred different avenues in which employment they'll take. Now they have just made a change and don't quote me on the date, but I believe it is July 1st. They are rolling out that you do not have to be in one of those job roles anymore. All the requirement is now, obviously there's income limits, but they're much higher. They're I think in Hillsborough County over a hundred thousand, but you can be employed by a company with brick and mortar in Florida and qualify for this program. Oh, wow. So you can get up to 25000 towards your down payment. So they'll cover your down payments. And all you're responsible for, if it's a conventional loan or any loan at that, is is your closing costs. Now, if you're a veteran you want to take advantage of this loan and you're a first-time homebuyer, you can use that money towards down payment and or closing costs. So, I mean, it's a great program. And now this is really going to open up. I mean... DeSantis is really doing some great things for us here in Florida. And with the refunding of that program, this is going to open doors to so many more buyers that weren't able to get in before. So is this a, is it, and I'm only thinking um, as a realtor, thinking about all these different programs that we have, you know, county programs, city programs for down payment. Is it as laborious 
to get that hometown heroes as it is to go through, let's say, a county down payment assistance program? I mean, my ears burn a little bit when you talk about the county ones. <laughs> I mean, I mean because there's just so many different hoops people have to jump through. We do, I would say, at least, at least eight to ten of those a, m- a month easily of just hometown heroes. They're they're a, a dream. They're so easy to do. It's awesome. Not difficult for the for the prospective buyer. Great for us. And again, we're big on the education piece, so we like to walk our clients through it, but. This is going to be huge for Florida. Yeah. This is going to be big. Um, <clears throat> so I'm, 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 all these thoughts are going through my head. So is that like, let's say, I mean, that person's getting that money at closing as a down payment. So they're not having to come out with that cash. It's not decreasing technically just the contract price of the house. I mean, correct. it's just going as their money for a down payment. So when we're talking about, oh yeah, you need 3% as a down payment or 5%, whatever. It would cover it. It would cover it. Yep. Okay. So then all they need to do is cover their closing costs. And Got that's it. it. And those range from 2 to 3% of your purchase price. Is the seller allowed to cover those closing costs? They can. So you can so, get seller concessions. Okay. Yeah. Because I know that with some other programs, you know, you can only get a certain amount of seller concessions and this, that, and the other. But if it's uh, within range, it follows the right, guidelines for a loan. Of course. If it's within range, then yes, you can get those concessions. Of course. Wow. Um, I, yeah, I mean, that's a huge pro- – and that starts July 1st, you think? I believe it's July 1st, okay. and I'll have that confirmed for the next time we speak on here. Okay, awesome. Uh, yeah, I would tell you that that is a uh, – I mean, that's a game changer. I mean, especially when you're talking about increased income requirements and, of course – those should go up because inflation's so high. We yeah. all got to make more money. Uh, but um, but yeah, I mean that's a game changer for people that are looking for homes because that was already a good program before. Yeah. So to open it up to people that would never think that they would qualify before, I would tell you that most people don't even realize that they qualify for something like that. Um, that's going to be a huge shock to people when they realize that they do. Um, is there so you have and you have to be a resident of Florida obviously, Mm -hmm. in order to do that. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's a huge, another plus for moving to Florida and claiming claiming residency. Yeah, (laughs) I I mean, to put it in perspective, right? Somebody working at this radio station here, they qualify for this loan if they meet the requirements. So no longer do you have to be a cop, uh, firefighter, teacher. I mean, this is literally for everybody that is in a Florida-based company. That's awesome. It's incredible. That's an incredible program. Yeah. So what we're going to need next is a program to help people want to sell their homes. <laughs> because let me tell you, gosh, there's so many home buyers out there. There's there so many people. We need to entice these people to sell these homes because nobody wants to give up that inexpensive mortgage. We got to get these people to sell homes. And that's, that. you know, back to the inventory issue that we keep having. That's one of the main problems that we have is we have so many people that want homes in Florida. Thank goodness we're coming up with programs that can get even more people out there and looking to buy. Um, but man, we got to get some sellers that want to sell their homes because people just don't want to give up their houses out there. No, the multiple offers are back. Multiple offers are back. Big time. I mean, you know, there's still inventory, but when the right home comes up on the market, I mean, it's gone within days. I had three agents this week miss out on multiple offers. And, and they went through, I mean, they were aggressive. We're not talking they lowballed. I mean, they knew it was multiple offer. They went in, they were aggressive. Um, somebody lost out on one that went like 60,000 over. And we're not talking like a million dollar home that went 60,000 over. We're talking like 
a fifty thousand dollar home. <laughs> uh, yeah, like we're talking like it was a four hundred thousand dollar home, yeah. and it went sixty thousand dollars over. I mean, you know, that's somebody who. Uh, I mean, I, I another one this week. I mean, we had a, a another four hundred thousand dollar property, and it went multiple offers, and it was um, cash financing. I mean, there's. They had to be, you have to be aggressive out there. I mean, when it's out there and, and hate to go off on a tangent, but no joke, if the house is good and it's priced right and those two things align, that house is going to get multiple offers. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, th- and those two things, and, and the consumer is very savvy. You know, buyers know that they don't want to overpay for a home. So you can't overprice your home, really. You, you really can't. That's one thing that has changed in this market. You have to price it well, not underprice it. Just price it well, price it reasonably. And it'll get multiple offers. And if it's in good condition, decorated nicely, kept up, you know, looks nice, that thing is going to get multiple offers. <laughs> and I mean, it's uh, you want to work with an agent that knows how to navigate that situation. You want to work with num- uh, somebody from the beginning that knows how to price it and knows how to market it in order to bring that multiple offer strategy where you can get the most money. But when you do that, that's how you are going to really do well in this market. And then you can take those funds and go buy something else. And, um, and, and it's still possible and it's out there, but, but this program, you know, it's going to bring even more buyers into the market, which is a great thing for buyers, but we don't have a shortage of buyers and, the more competition, the more aggressive the market's going to be. So I think it's a great thing, but I think that it, um, you know, it, it's going to cause you to need to be competitive out there. Yeah. I mean, and if that is invalidation for everybody that's on the fence of, should I buy right now? Yeah. I mean, you've got people still spending over ask. I mean, the market is still appreciating and people are still moving here. I mean, we're in a bubble. I mean, this this Tampa area is, and it's a protective bubble. Oh, a protective. Yeah, not a bad. Not bubble. a bad bubble. No, 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 no. no. Bubbles are bad. Bubbles but are bad. no, but but um, you know, and our markets fluctuate a little bit. Like I said, our average price. I said last week we're up two percent um, on our team. Markets about right there. I mean, it's, it's still going up. So again, give us a call. 813-359-8990 is our office number. We'd love to help you navigate this market. We can give you a home estimate value. Come out and take a look at your property, let you know what it is on worth on the open market and give you some strategies in order to get it sold. We'll be right back right after this quick break. And we're back. Tampa Bay, thanks for joining us this week on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. Thanks for sticking around talking about the real estate market with us and just some different changes that are going on in the market. But let's talk about something a little different than rates and different programs that what we've been talking about so far. And I want to talk about some Zillow data that actually came out this week. And they published some of Zillow's most popular neighborhoods in the New York Times. So Zillow rated the neighborhoods in the 100 largest U.S. metros whose home listings were visited the most. The only one on the list, and this isn't the top 100. This is really like, it seems like the top 20. The only one that was on the list in Florida was Brickell in Miami with 16,823 views for homes or condos that were in the Brickell area of Miami. Um, probably pretty surprised that there's only one in the top 20 um, on this list in that area. But, you know, I would also say that when you're in Tampa or Orlando or Lakeland or wherever in central Florida you are, 
you know, our population is not the same as an area like Dallas or Los Angeles or something like that, that is very high up on the list. So this isn't necessarily market activity, but it is real estate views on listings. So number one on the list was, I, I was a little surprised at this one. It was um, homes in Northeast Dallas, Texas. And they had average daily views of 36,113 on Zillow. So I would say if you have a home in Northeast Dallas and you're looking to sell it, I think that it'd be a pretty pretty good time to get some activity on your home because, I mean, 36,113 average daily views. I mean, you're getting about twice the average daily views over twice that something like uh, in Brickell and Miami is getting. So I would tell you during the pandemic that might have been a little different. I would say Florida stuff was probably getting really high. But I also think this is probably um, – you know, uh, seasonal specific. I think that people probably up north are really looking at Florida homes really hard in the winter. <laughs> Whereas this is the time of year they're getting out and they're not uh, daydreaming about living at the beach as much. Some other ones on the top of the list are homes in Hollywood Hills in Los Angeles, homes in Camelback East in Phoenix, homes in La Jolla in San Diego. Love La Jolla. Never been there. Never it's been awesome. to San Diego. 72 all year round. Are you contributing to those 25,735 daily views on average? I wouldn't say daily, but I'm definitely <laughs> adding to it. <laughs> homes in the Upper East Side in New York. Uh, homes in North Mountain in Phoenix. Summerlin North in Las Vegas. I guess that's a little different than Summerlin. I don't know. Um, Elkhorn in Omaha. Talk about a, a surprise with that one. Elkhorn in Omaha, if you have a home. I'm going to look that up right now and yeah. see what's going on. I there. mean, that must be a just, I mean, what are these other ones? I mean, when you're looking at what else is on this list, I mean, the Omaha one really throws me off. The bottom of the list is Woodland Hills in Los Angeles, but everywhere else on the list is really, you're seeing a lot of, you're seeing a lot of California, Texas, and really, you're seeing a lot of um, desert areas like Las Vegas and Phoenix. So to see Omaha, that's kind of surprising. There's one Chicago neighborhood that's thrown on there for good measure. But um, how does how does Elkhorn in Omaha look? A little interesting. Jo- Josh's face. I know you cannot see face <laughs> on the radio, but he is shocked that that's on the list. Mm. But maybe it's a great place to invest. And if you are from there, I. I'm not saying anything bad about it. I'm just surprised. So, um, so yeah, if you're on Zillow and you're looking at homes, you know, Zillow's tracking everything we do. I had an issue this week where Zillow AI is, um, I don't want to say for sure. Okay. So I will say this is, um, speculative, speculative. This is not talking about any AI, not necessarily with Zillow or any company, but AI is deciding based on our descriptions the key features of a home and putting them at the top of a list. Is it accurate? Well, let me tell you something. We put on a listing, and this is a true story, we put on a listing because the the backyard is a nice area. We said you could build your own beautiful pool. Well, something decided, something decided at the top of a real estate website that one of the features was beautiful pool Mm. based on pulling that keyword out of the description. 
that we wrote that talked about the options that you had for so the backyard. not a beautiful pool. It had a beautiful pool. Yeah, so not you could build a beautiful pool, but because it said beautiful pool, the AI or whoever decided that that was a key feature of the home. So little things like that, you know, when we talk about different AI and how it's affecting different jobs, that's... um. That's a little frustrating, but again, I'm going off on a little tangent here, but yeah, you definitely want to, um, you know, when you're out there and you're on Zillow or you're on realtor.com or whatever, you know, that website's tracking you. It's telling you what you're looking at. It's probably going to start letting you know what types of homes you might want to see, maybe emailing you, maybe showing up on different ads on your Facebook. So just different things like that. Make sure um, if you want to live in Elkhorn Omaha that you really want to live there because a lot of places <laughs> you're going to see a lot of stuff from that area. So um, definitely, uh, definitely know what you're doing on Zillow. But yeah, just some some different data that I thought was interesting. Um, I know that the Northeast area in Dallas is really nice, but if you have a home there, I would definitely look at um, making sure it looks really great online, making sure um, it, it's showing its best because I always say that the online search from somebody on their couch is the first showing of the home. So make sure it's fantastic. So if you want help with that, give us a call 813-359-8990. Go to our website, duncanduo.com. Follow us on all of our socials. And one more time, Josh is going to tell us how you find us, you find him on his website. Yes, of course. It is Goodwin M as in Mary G as in golf.com. And I'll bring you right to our website where you can find our contact or apply for a mortgage. Awesome. Thanks for joining us this week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show, Tampa Bay. We definitely appreciate it. Have a great rest of your Sunday.